Well, let's kick it off with an agenda so anyone on here can know what we're covering today and see if they're interested in staying on. For sure. So, Peter, why don't you run through our agenda real quick? All right, boys. Today, you guys are going to cover – talk about the Lakers. Looks like LeBron James doesn't know to uh, know how to play defense. Lakers are in a little bit of hot water. We're going to look at the NBA championship odds. We're looking at Suns, Warriors, Nets, Lakers, 76ers, Bucks. Who do you guys like? We're also going to talk about factors to consider when placing a futures bet. What are you looking at? Things you're thinking about. We want to know your best bets for today. Uh, it is also the last tournament run for Coach K and Duke. What does that mean for that Duke team? And also the MLB season is officially delayed. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and kick it right. off. All right. Let's go with let's go with the most timely just because I was talking shit about the Lakers the other day. And everyone just said I'm a Warriors hater, but the Lakers are fine. Matt, I want to hear, I want to hear your opinion of these Lakers right, right now. So, Peter, run, run those odds through the screen because I haven't even seen the Lakers' odds right now. So, what, they're sitting ninth in the, in the West right now, correct? They're technically not even in the playoffs. Right. They're a game out. Yeah. What did, they, did they extend it where there's a play-in and they would be the 8-9? I think that's how the Warriors got in last year. Yeah. So, the Lakers right now are 50-1 to right now. Would you even consider laying anything on that? So, like, this is where I'll throw the Lakers lovers a bone as a Warriors fan and as a lifelong uh, not – hold on, let me say this properly. LeBron's a fucking beast. I am taking away nothing from him. I'm not even getting into the Michael Jordan-LeBron debate. He's a beast. That said, I have disliked what he's done for the game of basketball ever since he sat on that stage and promised, was it seven rings to Miami? Uh, I liked the LeBron that was in Cleveland originally, the kid that got – Luckily drafted, I say luckily, drafted to his home team. And I like that guy, but I haven't liked him since he thought he was going to win seven in a row in Miami. <laughs> Dude, so I saw a clip last night, um, I guess in the Mavericks game, and I didn't, even watch, I didn't even watch the full game, but I saw a clip last night where he got to the hoop and scored a left-handed layup, and it looked like he might have got fouled. And he fell down on the ground. It was on the baseline. And then on the opposite end, uh, the Mavericks go down. And I think this is the Mavericks, right? The other team goes down the court and drills a three because LeBron doesn't get back on defense, right? He's just laying there on the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, like, when you look at LeBron's numbers this year, he's still a top five player in the league, like legitimately, even at his age. But now it's just like the leadership isn't, isn't there like it used to be. You know, it's just he's not all in on the Lakers this year. He's talking about playing with his son in upcoming years. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like this team is just with all the injuries and there's just a lack of leadership. And I wouldn't even take a flyer at this point at 50 to 1. I really wouldn't. I feel like it's literally throwing money in the trash can. I just don't think they have enough talented guard play around them and enough depth. And even if Anthony Davis gets back to 100%, I just don't see how they make a run this year. I agree. Um, the, the thing, I guess, is the thing that I hate is that they could still fumble into the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're a one seed Phoenix, right? Because I don't think my Warriors will pull off the one seed. If you're a one seed, do you really want LeBron and AD if they're both healthy at the same time? I don't think any basketball fan would, would say that that's who they want. Right. No, I agree, but... I, I, again, I'm just saying... I. I uh, 50 to 1, Vegas is comfortable, right? Because they know they're going to get more bets on that than against it. So Vegas, just from everything they've seen, they don't think the Lakers have a chance. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, honestly, I think there's recently been a little bit of value in the East, right? I saw the Bucks were like, I think a week or two ago, like plus 650 um, to win it all. And now with the Harden trade, I'm seeing them as high as plus 800, plus 850. And I actually believe that the Bucs are a matchup nightmare for the 76ers because I think when you have Giannis that is very versatile, especially on defense, and can help out on D with on the pick and roll, on helping on Embiid, and then the Bucs just have all those wing defenders as well. I, I still like the Bucs that come out of the East. I mean, obviously the Nets are the favorites. Yeah. 
But the Bucks, as far as you know, the continuity and Giannis in the postseason, man, I'll tell you what, I still believe the Bucks are going to come out. Can someone tell me how the Nets are still the favorite? Like we it's haven't crazy. even seen how. So I get. I mean, I get that Harden went into Philly and instantly clicked. I lost on that game. I had uh, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, but tell me about it. Don't understand it. <laughs> oh, I, like, and sorry, I'm just going to go the other way. If I, if just to put the Lakers thing to sleep, I, I would take the Mavericks at forty to one over the Lakers. Uh, I would take the Denver Nuggets at thirty-five to one over the Lakers. So I, I agree. I, I don't. If you're a Laker fan and you could put one unit to win 50 just to make the rest of the season matter to see if they even make the playoffs, I get it. Uh, but climbing back to you, I agree. The, the Bucks aren't a sexy pick, but at 8-1, to one, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, and someone just commented, why are the Bulls still 31? Are they 30-1 are to one right now? Pete, can you look that up for I, us? I said 33-1 if you went to points bet. Yeah, I mean, there, I, to me, there's more value in a 30 to one Bulls team than a 50 to one Lakers team. But I truly believe the most va value on this entire board right now is the Bucks at eight to one. And I think to answer your question, Gino, on the on the Brooklyn Nets, I just think Vegas is one of those things where they're, they're setting that odds so low because the public's going to be on it. Can you, and help me understand? Did someone get hurt on Cleveland, or are they the same team? Because why are they 55 to one? Why are they underneath the Lakers? Uh, they're 55 to 1 right now? Yeah, and Cleveland's been sure they don't have any big sexy names, but dude, they've been they've been playing good all year. Yeah. Winning tough. I mean, games. I know they have some injuries right now at the guard position, but I don't think they're like long-term injuries. Um here, let me let me yeah, take a look. If you want to be Darius, super Carl Darius Carlin's out right now with back issues. Um Rondo's out with toe issues. Chris Levert out a couple weeks with a sprained foot. Colin okay, Sexton really out the season, but nothing like permanent, right? These no, I get it. The record's solid. I, I was just saying, if the if the East is wide open, let's just say the new Brooklyn doesn't click. Like again, everyone wants it to be Brooklyn. That's the only reason why they're six to one. They should easily be ten to one. Brooklyn's, uh, Brooklyn's three or uh, plus four seventy five. I'm yeah. Just so you, I, I go to if you go to VegasInsider.com, you can see like. Bunch of different ones. So you see it as high as six to one. Yeah. Like I'll give you the range. Where's the high what's the highest bucks? What's the highest bucks odds? Uh eight to one. They're as little as plus six hundred. They got points bet plus six hundred, fan duel and DraftKings at plus six fifty. Uh DraftKings Sportsbooks plus eight hundred, bet MGM plus six fifty, Vegas Insider. The concession is plus six sixty for the Bucks. Interesting. But, so, so you have a thousand dollars to bet. You can't bet anything else. You have one futures bet in the NBA. What's your bet? I'm and you can't take Warriors either because that's biased. I'm going Warriors, but uh, <laughs> if, I, if I couldn't take the Warriors, I think I would go with the Jazz at eighteen to one, letting them get it together. Phoenix yeah. is. Phoenix is smooth sailing. There's no, there's no value in that. Jazz should be a three seed. Uh, I, I don't see how they're not a three seed. I know everyone wants me to say Memphis Grizzlies, but I don't think they're ready. Even the Jaws a beast. Um, yeah. No, I, I would say Jazz at eighteen one is a lot of value. Uh, again, they get in there. If they're a three seed, they they have to essentially beat the one to get there. It's not like. Jazz Phoenix, you're just like, oh, Phoenix is gonna destroy them. Remember what this Jazz team was, and they're. I, I like Jazz. I might actually put a half a unit on it just to, just to see if I was right in a few months. But I, I, wow. I think, I think my Warriors are quietly, even though they're on a skid right now, they're gonna get Dre, Clay, and Steph all back at the same time. Their other men are stepping up a lot. I think we're dangerous as fuck. I really do. I agree. I, I truly believe it's going to be Bucks Warriors. That's my prediction. I want that. Bucks Warriors. I want that. You can get more making that a matchup. But uh, So if you had to bet one, you're going Milwaukee. If I had to bet one, I'm going Utah because I'm not allowed to bet the Warriors. Exactly. Uh, Which is why I thought you'd take an East team. No, it's it's fair. I, so the thing is, well, I would have taken – I would have piggybacked with your Bucks. 
I don't. I don't think the Bucks have any reason to be one point five to one more payout than Nets. Yeah, it's like the disrespect. It's it's like, yeah, I don't get it. It's fair. I don't get it at all. Um, but yeah, let's move forward. What, what was the? Does PD have the topic? I want to. I want to get into this. So the baseball is officially a delay. I need someone to educate me on that shit. Bring PD in here. PD, let's get some baseball knowledge because I don't know shit. PD, just, right. I, I just help me understand. Am I is my memory failing me, or does this shit happen more often than not? I feel like it's happened like three times in the last ten years. No, no, it doesn't. So it's it's the the agreement that they come to. So here's the thing: is there doesn't need to be a lockout right now. The owners and Rob Manfred established the lockout. They could continue to play under the old CBA rules, but the players are demanding more money. Revenue shares came out from the like the Braves. They had revenue share or uh, profit sharing, um, profit increases. So the players see that and they're like, "Oh, you guys are making this much money. Well, we want this." And and you got millionaires and and these players that are playing a child's game for a king's ransom talking about oh well it's not even as much as inflation bro get like a sense of reality you make six hundred thousand dollars a year don't give me this inflation bull crap okay max scherzer was sitting on that stage he makes average american makes fifty thousand dollars a year they have to work three years for the amount that he makes in one inning one inning Oh, that's mad. Three outs. Max Scherzer makes more than three he, years he, of an average American. So don't give me that. Uh, uh, he's not the one that said inflation, right? He didn't say that, I don't think. I think it was right? Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, one of the What's aces for the Dodgers. Oh, Buell and what does Bueller make? At least 20 mil a year? Tons. He's an ace. He's one of the, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and I understand. But bro, my three year old nephew plays the same game that you guys do. So it's it's you know some of these fans they're like I get it, I get it. players. We stand with you. We're with you. I'm like no. You guys both suck. You guys both That's suck. Like Gino, Gino. It's like if an employee of yours came to you and was like, uh, "Hi, Gino. I saw that you guys had a really good year last year. Um, I'm not gonna work until you raise my pay." You're I like, "Okay, it. see you later." I'm in tech. They kind of do that kind of stuff back door. But I, I agree. What, what I would food, say. I'm in the food business, and they all do that. They all do that. Welcome welcome to the real world. They're crazy. They'll, they'll go to somewhere else where they can get $15 an hour instead of 10 mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the what I, what I would say, too, is it's just a disconnect. Like, you don't use the inflation word if you're making 20 mil. You could use, if it was the league minimum to go up with inflation, I would be like, all right. I, I'll hear your argument. And but here's like, this thing. Even this kid said baseball is already the highest paid sport per athlete. Okay. You know, and it, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not working in a coal mine, dude. You're not getting hit by 360 pound linebackers. Like you I play a it. long season, but you guys get the highest amount of money out of every sport. That's why every athlete is like, go get that baseball money. Cause they make the most. I completely get it. I I'm with you guys. I'm with you. Uh, well, let, let, let's get in here. So we gave out our picks for NBA. What, what is the next step, Chef, for someone that's not well-read on it? What, what is, like, the next landmark, the next date? If I'm a baseball fan, what is the next day we have to worry? So next day they can meet is Thursday, which is tomorrow. That's the next day they can meet. Okay. So the first, the first two series of the season are already canceled. We're not making that up. We're not oh, – okay. We Got always it. start the season on a Thursday, Thursday, March 31st. That is out of the question. The earliest, the earliest we can start right now is April 8th. That is if like they get a deal done tomorrow, the earliest could be uh, April 8th. It's more Did looking you? like more looking like May 1st right now, but they still have to get an agreement together. And um, then Did you see that theory about that they make the least in April and that the, they're doing this on purpose, the owners. Oh, I would I would believe that because those games are the coldest, they're the rainiest, they're the snowiest. Yeah. And if you look at some, you're playing in Cincinnati, you're playing in Pittsburgh. These are cold cities uh, that you're going to get those first two uh, series of the year. So I, I could understand that at all. And also too, Gino, you who do you think's going to win in a waitout? The billionaires, Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, thirteen billion dollar net worth. You think he's going to wait longer than the guy that's making six hundred thousand dollars a year? Absolutely. No, oh, I mean it's it's wild. Like in general, I think everyone wants to play and wants to keep making money, so I, I think they'll do it. Uh, I just saw a theory that the owners make the least in April, so they're going to make this all start May first. 
Guys, real quick, breaking news. Devin Booker has just entered COVID protocols. The Suns are at home tonight on ESPN as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm assuming that line's about to drop tremendously. Let's do it. Breaking Let's do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Uh, I just I just placed it. What is it? What is it? You said they're minus thirteen and a half at home. Oh, again. it's already off the board for me. Yeah, shocking. What about already that bet openly? Is it on bet openly? <laughs> it'll it'll be there. We don't we actually don't pull lines, but people will. Yeah, because it's pretty 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 uh, Well, let's move forward. Let's get people some picks today, Matt. What do you, do you? Well, let's actually talk about Coach K. Let's talk about Duke. We got yeah, more Brennan, 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 yes, Brennan and Yes. What up, Zeke? Let's talk, buddy. Always, Let's talk. It's always nice to tap in, and you brought up a great topic. I was actually jumping into an ACC tournament future I wanted to give you guys. Uh, first things first, I want to hear Coach K. What are, you, what are your thoughts there? I think they legit put up a fight for him. I don't think they have what it takes to win it all. They will not be – they will mm, – could I have them in the, in the final four? They could get there, I believe. I do. Well, I think they're one of the most talented rosters. Fifty or something to get there. I, I would. I would have. I don't know. Who would they have to go? Like, uh, when do we get? When do the brackets start shaking out? Where we at least know who's in this. Not not the seating and all that, but like we at least know who got paired with who. So we start a conference tournaments, and then after conference tournament week, it ends next right. Sunday, and then next Sunday night or the week after that is the bracket. So we're talking probably about 15 days, 14 days out from the br first okay. bracket. I would have to see who they, they draw uh, before I could say Final Four. Just if, because if I, I think there's a couple teams I have on the top of my mind that I yeah. do not see them getting through. And that, I these mean, I'm not, teams, like top I'm not going to lie. I think they're the best team in the ACC. I think talent-wise, Paolo and Joey Baker and the guys that they have around him are just going to get the job done at whatever level it is, whether they are on a neutral site – but the fact that you're jumping right to March makes me excited because I'm a Notre Dame fan. I think the Notre Dame Fighting Irish have a really good chance to win the ACC tournament at plus 700. Okay, now this, keep this in mind, I am a Notre Dame fan. We'll go back in time. Okay? <laughs> this team hasn't been relevant since Jaron Grant and Pat Connaughton. However, at plus 700, I think Coach K is staring at March, does not care to hang another ACC banner. They are the clear favorite in the ACC at the moment. Another team that could give them trouble is a team we're going to see them play tonight. Florida State. So if you want to wait and hold your horses, we'll see what this Florida State team looks like when they're healthy with Mr. Mills, Mr. Uh, Okoro, is it? I'm not sure. There's another guy that's hurt, another really good prospect down there for the Seminoles. But I love the Irish. I think the Irish have a very good chance to with Dane Goodwin, Atkinson, Cormac Ryan. These are guys that are going to spread the floor and knock down shots. Nate Lewitsky is our big forward. If Nate is on, we're actually a force to be reckoned with, honestly. We beat Kentucky at our place earlier in the year. They definitely have the guns to compete with the top dogs like Duke. But to second your point, like you just said, I think Duke's going to make a run this year. I think that Duke is, I don't know, Final Four good. I think I see them honestly getting in the tournament at like a two or maybe even a three seed. And if they do get that ranking and pairing, they better pray they're very far away from Arizona. Because that's the only team I think that matches up skill, length, and athleticism-wise with them. I think they give a lot of Big Ten teams trouble. I think they give some SEC teams trouble. I definitely think that Paolo Banchero is obviously the key for Duke to get there. They're going to go as far as he goes. But if Paolo's on, he's definitely one of the top scorers in the country. And Coach K is a guy that, you know, he knows how to model the ship there. And I was going to ask you, too, I'm, I'm like dying on this hill that I think UCLA is going to compete again this year. Uh, it's tough. They've let me down more times. They, they, owe, me, they owe me units this year. I, I actually – I'm glad you're saying that because I, I live bet the most recently in overtime. I think I got them at like minus 160 or whatever it was against Arizona State, and that was the easiest coin that Vegas has ever made off of me because I'm a huge square for just going in and thinking that UCLA was going to run right over them. But they're, they're going to go as far as Vasquez, Johnny Juzang, and Tiger Campbell take them. I think their offense is great. I don't think they have that Nick Cronin defense that Nick Cronin always has. I do not like this Bruins team. I'm not going to lie. I think they are a bunch of frauds. I think a lot of people are going to be betting them in March, and I think that's just a, a recipe for disaster. I don't think this. I think this team has showed us their true colors. I I agree, and I was dead wrong on it, and I had to lay on that hill. I they've let me down more times this year than I can count. Not even the games that they 
lost. The games they're winning, they're not covering. So literally, uh, literally, and and they get that four or five point UCLA bump just because you know what I mean. They had that number next to them. A hundred percent. Top twenty five games today. All right, we already heard, we heard Notre Dame loud and clear. You'll 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 learn a unit from me. Uh, I like it. Any of these top twenty five games standing out at you? I'm not gonna lie, this board is packed. Okay, I was looking at Radford today. I didn't take it. Obviously, a little twelve o'clock action. There's a two o'clock game. We're not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna tell you a lie. Of all the games that I do like today, my favorite play on the board is the over in A and M in Alabama. I think this A and M team. It's not a top twenty five matchup. I will say that. I do want to go back and address that. But time. my favorite play on the board. I think that NATO needs to put a lot of points up. I think this offense needs to start to get going when the conference tournament is uh, peaking and approaching. They're not going to win games on the defensive end. They're going to spread the ball out, and they're going to knock down shots. What a better team to do that against than Texas A&M, who lacks guard play. They have one big man who they go through, and that's it. I think that uh, I think it's 140, 141.5. I love it from Alabama's end. But uh, if I had to give you Alabama – AM Alabama, nine and a half, I think I saw, right? Yep. You talk about the over under? Over under, yep. I'm seeing one fifty three. Is that right? Nope, you're right. You are. One forty one was Auburn, Mississippi State. Yeah. I know I'm weird, but, but I was the, just looking at this data, Here's the data on that pick. Thirty seven percent of the tickets are on that over. Forty six percent of the money is on the over. I like it. I like it. I, I do. I definitely shot. like that distribution. My my dog of the day. Don't don't laugh. I'm getting plus one sixty five. It's great great in money line. To be, oh, I hate that team. I have a personal beef. I have a personal beef, but I don't hate play. Continue. Creighton plus plus five and a half had me, but then once it dropped to four and a half to three and a half, I'm like, nah, you'll just give me plus one sixty five. Let's do this. There's uh, big money on Creighton. There's there's big money on Creighton. It's early in the day, but it's 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 one of those things where Sports Insights showed ninety nine percent of the money. Ninety nine percent of the tickets is on Creighton. I got a super boring one too for people that are that people that are dying to do those bullshit parlays with a bunch of favorites money line. I, I will put Arkansas money line to beat LSU. I don't hate it. Uh, I, I think I, I I literally I did the math on it. The EV looks positive if they have a sixty four percent chance of winning. I like Arkansas money line. And my second dog of the day, but I'm not going money line here. I'm too, I'm too scared. Uh, I'm going to go Mississippi State if I can get plus five. I can't currently, but it opened up at plus three, instantly moved to plus four with the public hammering Auburn. If you give me plus five, Mississippi earns a unit. But again, so, Mississippi State, excuse me. But I need plus five. I want to be clear. I love it. And I want to piggyback this for one second just because yesterday I thought the squarest pick of the day was easily Purdue. I think today everybody's just going to open up their book and they're going to say, oh, Auburn lost? Take it. Take it. Just take it. I don't care they're on the road. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? What is this Auburn team even playing for today? Nothing. And, and it moved like right away. It jumped to four. So I'm convinced I'll be able to get five at tip-off. I agree with you, and I think you're definitely going to have a shot at that. And I also think you're going to stay within that number even if Auburn does win. So I love that bet. I like it. Uh, and then la- last but not least, if you had to put – I've been starting to dabble on two-team parlays that are positive EV. It just means estimated value. If you had to pick money line, two teams, I, I gave you one of mine. That would be Arkansas. Is there another team you'd put in there? I mean, I don't want to do it to you. I would say Notre Dame right off the bat, but I did look at the numbers and the money, and I think Matt's probably maybe looking at the same thing right now. I think like 98% of that money is on Notre Dame today. So I think we're going to stay the heck away from there. If I had to give you a money line, Notre Dame, Notre Dame uh, is the public. The majority of the tickets are on them, but it's showing a ton of overall money on Florida State. Ooh, okay, showing, I like that. Again, it's early in the day, but thirteen percent of the total money on Notre Dame, eighty-seven percent of the total money on oh, Florida wow. State, and that's per Sports Insights. Sharps came in after your boys, be, yeah. dude. Sharps are coming for your boys. I thought that was going to be absolutely lopsided. I guess I feel a little bit better, but kind of scared. You know, like a deal in the headlights. But uh, if I got to give you a pick, it's definitely ugly. You're going to get some value on it. It's a team I've been riding all year from the A-10. It's an ugly matchup. Nobody needs to win this game, but LaSalle's at home. The LaSalle Explorers have a team of athletes, to say the least. Jack Clark's a guy who can lock down shots at all three levels. And St. Joseph has one guy, Mr. Young. He is a sophomore or a junior. He's their leading scorer. They run the whole offense through him. 
Uh, I think LaSalle definitely gets it done today at home. I think it's even. It might be even be a pick em. It could be plus one or minus one in LaSalle's favor. But that would be my second team on the, on the parlay money line for you. And I'm embarrassed to admit this square play that I love. I can't get away from University of Miami. Only minus four to BC? Right. What am I missing? This BC team's horrible, man. You know, like it's it's what? funny. I don't I don't know no, how that spreads where it's at. What am I missing? Like what are, what are we all missing, right? They were picking with that Florida State team what a week ago, and they blew Florida State out of the gym. Obviously, they didn't have their two top scorers. We'll see if they yeah. have them tonight. But Boston College is probably Vegas's favorite team to handicap because they could throw whatever number they want up there, and we're just gonna say, "Well, what the hell is that? This team stinks." So you know what I mean. The more I read about this, the more I like it. So Miami has lost three straight at Boston College. Fine. So they're not going in there looking. They're not looking past the game. Uh, I I don't get it. This one, to me, screams a lot of value at minus four. But and again, reverse line moving went from four and a half to four at, with more money on Miami, which is terrifying. More tickets on Miami too, from what I'm seeing. But I, again, I, I was talking about my square play. I think I'm going to parlay University of Miami to Arkansas. And if, I, if I'm doing the math correct, you should be able to get right around one-to-one -one on your money on that two-team parlay. But if I show it winning at 60%, that's almost an eight, you know, 58%. I have an 8% ROI on that. I, I don't get it. They're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place this while I'm on with you guys. They can steal my money if they want. If they punk me, they can have my money because I think Arkansas to Miami – Positive EV makes all the sense in the world. It sounds like it does. I'll tell you that right now. And the only game I'm scared of, just like you mentioned, is that Boston College game because who the heck knows what's going to go on with that number sitting at four and a half. But I'll tell you this right now, Miami is going to have the best players on that court 60 out of 61 times. You know what I mean? Unless Boston College has a recruit that we don't know about. So give me Miami there. I don't hate that. And I definitely think Arkansas definitely needs to continue their hot streak after taking down Kentucky at home. Uh, is Arkansas at home today before I go to speak on this? Yeah. I think they're the most profitable team in the country at home this year in college basketball. If not, they're they're up there. I think they've only not covered once. So I definitely don't hate that, especially on the money line. When oh, really? Juice, so. I mean, this LSU team's not bad, right? They're 20 and 9. Uh, Very I'm good defensively. Pushover at all. And yeah. I agree with you. I, I just, I'm just a boring old EV guy, and I just looked. I just put in a unit. It pays 1.2 units. On Arkansas money line to Miami money line, uh, and I, I am nervous about the minus four and a half in Miami, so that's why I went money line. And you, said, I, you said Arkansas money line and Miami Florida money line, right? I did. I, I'm seeing minus two forty and minus one eighty four parlay, and it it's almost plus. It's like plus one fifteen ish. Cool. I'm I got plus one twenty, but either way. Uh, it, it, either way, at the EVI show to those two, mind you, again, I went with the the rankings and their percentages to win that game. The calculator I put those in this morning said that they had a 58% chance of both those winning. Mind you, obviously, individually, each one of them are above 58. The Arkansas game got as high as 66, which is fantastic. Or excuse me, excuse me, 76, and the Miami was a lot lower in the low yeah. 60s. But, but compounding, they were at 58%. So – that's all I need. I don't hate it. And I'll say that again. Boston College is probably the scariest part of that parlay, but at plus money, that's hard to not even sprinkle on on my own end. So I'll be watching that. Are they just a scrappy team that rises to their comp competition? Dude, it, it, it's a very small, undersized, kind of like European international-based team that doesn't really knock down shots. So try and like make sense of that. They feed the post. They play slow basketball. They run the shot clock down every possession. It's a tough watch, Boston College basketball. Oh, but I can't lie. I've watched a little bit of it. Oh, man. I'm going to be sweating it now. I, I think I'm going to yeah. get a buzzer beater from Miami. It's possible. Which, which makes us all right, which makes everything yeah, right. Does. You were right to be afraid of it. I was right to go money line over spread. but uh, And just for anyone asking, I, I, I have to defend this sometimes. Why would I take uh, Miami money line instead of Boston plus the four and a half? Because I genuinely think Miami can win that game by 15 if they just get yeah. them off. So that, Thank that's you. Why. I agree with you, and I think that the athletes that Miami have on the floor, and if you just match those rosters up right now and you don't put like schools or emblems or us actually betting on the game – 
could be like a 10 point spread for all I could care. You know what I mean? So I don't hate it at all. And I think Miami is definitely the play, especially if you're going to grab the money line. Yeah. And a guy asked a good question. Explain your math because 0.66 times 0.76 equals 0.5. How's that EV positive? It, it pays 1.2 to one. So if it paid one to one, then at 50, 50 chance, I'm dead even. So I, I hope that makes sense to everyone. So if, if you show the, the lines and team A is 76%, team B is 66%, you times them by each other, right? And it comes out to 0.5, but you're getting positive money. So again, I'll, I'll try and slow down and do this. If the books are offering me one-to-one on something that's 50-50, I'm at dead even EV. This, it's called, it's gambling. I don't have any investment. I play 100 times, that parlay hits 50 and loses 50. I pay them 150 times, they pay me 150 times. We're, we're back at zero. But I got plus 120 at that. Matt even said he saw it at plus 115. Just so you guys know, anything over 5 to 6% ROI is where I'll usually click the, the submit button without, without uh, no-brainer. So I, I hope that helps. Great, great question, though, my dude. I, I'm not, I won't even call you out. I'm not calling you out negatively. It's a fantastic question. When someone says so – there's two ways to talk. I'm a little older than most of you. I say IP. It means implied probability. The new, cooler way of saying it is estimated value. They're, they're pretty much synonymous. Um, but that's what I was saying was I looked at Arkansas and I had them at 76% to win the game. That doesn't mean they're going to win 76 out of 100 games. It's just what my power rankings show. So that's where you use a system and you're like, wait, this is free money. Now, mind you, it sounds a lot easier than it is. You got to go See, out there and perform. What's up? You messaged me about UFC, right? I did. I did. All right, so we're going we're gonna to bring another guest on next. But before you go, give me your Masvidal, Colby Covington prediction and how it ends. All right. I love it. Uh, first things first, I'm not going to lie. Before I speak on this, I am a Kobe Covington homer. I live and die. I actually even thought he won that last fight. I will not die on that hill. We don't need to go into that argument. I think there's one to two ways this fight ends. I think Jorge Masvidal catches him with a left, right, little slip, left jab, little right over the hand, over the top, and Kobe crumbles. And everybody who bet Kobe, like I am going to, is going to sit there with their mouth on the floor like, God damn it, I can't believe it. Yeah. Then there's 80% of my mind that says, no way in hell. Kobe's going to ragdoll him like he always does. I got 50-45. Give me the exact score prop, too. I think Kobe Covington has everything to lose. But with that being said, I don't think Jorge's got anything for him. If he doesn't catch him early, he's not going to catch him at all. I think Kobe definitely has the cardio, the wrestling background, and even the self-motivation. This guy clearly does not like him. I don't know about you. I watch all these promos. I watch all these, you know, different social media interviews. They hate each other. This is genuine fist-on-fist fist action. And if you're not tuned in, you are missing out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little embellished, but I agree it is real. Um, but what I will say about this fight is Masvidal's lost 11 fights by decision in his career. And what is Colby Covington good at? He wins decision fights. Loves so it. That's where all I hate about this is I think Colby opened up at like minus 190, minus 200, and now he's minus 340. So you can't even bet on him if you're – it's so difficult. But I do like some of those props you're saying. Like I could see a 50-45. Like I could see him just just uh, uh, out-wrestling him, getting him up against the cage. I just I, – I don't know. I think Colby's going to win this one convincingly. But I hate that the value is now so bad. Um, if, if you're going to take his money line, but I do want to look at um, what it, what the odds are in him just to win by decision. Um, I was going to say that's got to be close to even money, or you know, it's I'm be pretty like sure I saw on FanDuel is plus one ten by knockout for the fight to end is plus eight hundred, and then by submission is plus six fifty on FanDuel. I'm not sure what is a Colby decision. What is a Colby by decision pay? Plus 150, I'd have to look at it, but I can't assume it would be I too like far that. off of that. 150. The guy doesn't finish people very often. He's, I think he's got like three knockouts. He um, does, yeah. 16 and three, and I think the majority of those wins are by decision. Um, Is this one of Masvidal's last fight? Like, you guys tell me. I, I, I don't. Well, I mean, he's like 35 and 15 or some shit. I mean, he's fought a lot of – he's fought double the output of Colby. Ooh. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I'm a I'm a Covington guy too. Uh, I I I I like that he riles people up, talks shit, involves politics and sport. I think it's funny. Uh, but all that aside, I was just playing the counter narrative. If, if he usually doesn't finish people, but Masvidal's aging, 
is there a chance he could just pepper him up and that that's the better value on it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that actually somebody brought up a good point. Masvidal can he can get taken down, but he's really good at getting back up. And Kamar Usman made that point. And there's some interest. I don't know what the, the what the line is, but there's some interesting props up there of how many takedowns a fighter will get. I think depending on what that number is for Colby, he's going to get those takedowns, especially over a five round fight. And if uh, if if Masvidal keeps getting up and keeps getting taken down, that over could be a huge play. I like the I like this fight to go the distance. The over under is four and a half rounds, so yeah, odds makers it. it's wow. like minus one thirty. So odds makers obviously think it's going to go the distance. I think Colby wins a decision. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are actually playing Masvidal as the dog here, and it's not bad value now that it's up to like plus two fifty, plus two sixty, because we saw what he did to Ben Askren with that flying knee. We see that he can he, what he did to Darren Till. I mean, he he can knock you out. Like he can knock you out cold. But Colby, I mean, Kamaru caught him a couple times. He is a chin. Like, it's not the best chin in the world, but he is a chin. And uh, I just don't see Masvidal taking him out. You know, but I do agree with the take that Masvidal can get up off the ground after he gets taken down. So I think I think that's going to be an interesting prop bet. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. What's up, Peter? Oh, I was just going to pull up the odds here. I had him up. Uh, oh, yeah, so I want a second. I just saw a little message come under me, something about Jorge's going to be a good wrestler or be better than we know. Uh, there's actually footage right now, if you guys are interested, go on YouTube. They, they've grappled. They've wrestled. They've sparred. You know what I mean? You could look at what's happened. And, yes, Jorge's great at transitioning after getting taken down, but the actual strength of the takedowns and the grasp and, like, when Kobe – how do I explain? Like, when, when Kobe goes in for a single leg and he gets his hands around underneath him and he locks that grip, Jorge's doing nothing. He's going down to the mat. He's going on his back, and Kobe's going to transition into a different position. You know what I mean? I yeah. I definitely love what you're putting down on Kobe, uh, especially wrestling wise. Maybe even four and a half. Who knows? Kobe by decision minus one fifteen. That's so depressing. Wow. That's how I got screwed this past weekend. Right? Islam. I, I took an exact result to happen at minus one fifteen with Islam, and my dumbass didn't take him to just win inside the distance. I took the submission because it was the difference between minus one fifteen. Or like minus two fifty, so I was like, I he three straight submission wins. He's gonna choke him out, but instead, but uh, he clearly did not want to get choked out. He just covered up and then just got TKO'd, and I was so pissed off about that. But yeah. it is what it is. That's sports betting. It is, and and especially on the MMA and the UFC market, you see lines like that last weekend with Islam Makhachev sitting at minus one thousand. Like, how the hell are you gonna touch that? So. I definitely, yeah, I want to round up this Kobe talk. I'm very excited for this fight. I'm going to be tuned in, probably at a bar, hopefully drinking a little bit. But I'll tell you this right now, I'm very excited for the aftermath of it. I'm very excited to see who does come on top and what type of promo they do cut. If Kobe does finish Jorge, I think Jorge is done. I think I see Jorge either going into a bare knuckle type of thing or taking one more fight. He would be a beast at bare knuckle, bro. Yeah, a guy I want to shout out, Chad Mendez. You can't be 35 taking bare-knuckle shots to the dome. Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez. He shot up a bunch of steroids, and he looks like a rock. His boxing is super clean. Bryce Mitchell's a good bet. He's a really good wrestler. Um, I love Edson Barbosa, though, but – I do too. He's but, uh, a great striker, especially with the feet. Yeah. So I, I I'm don't, taking I don't I'm taking a wrestler every day of the week in MMA against a good. So am I getting punked if I go at that plus eight hundred for half a unit that I just think Kobe submit, submits him? That Mazaval gets tired, gets worn out. It's not a bad look. Eight hundred? No, no. Yeah, plus eight hundred. It's not a bad look at all. Peter, can you I'm confirm just, that? I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the age thing. I'm going with this is a this is a paycheck for Mazaval. He's going to show up and give his best for the first round. What is it? Their five-round fight, right? The five uh, rounds, yeah. So he gives us all the first two rounds, comes out in the third round, and I, is just – I think, I think the reason it's like that, I don't know that Masvidal has ever been submitted. Until recently, oh. he was never knocked out, I, I believe, and then Usman knocked him out. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to speak wrong here. Making me, making me like it more than I was playing. To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure Masvidal's first knockout was Usman. I think you're correct there. And I don't That's think correct. he's been submitted. I know for a fact he went to the distance most recently with Nate Diaz, right? And that was his last win. No, no, that was a TKO. It was a stoppage. Oh, he stopped Diaz? Yeah, because remember, Nate's eye got cut up and the doctor stopped it. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep doctor stoppage. You're 100% right. My fault. But that card should have saw the distance. Be but yeah, I'm looking at Masvidal's record right now and all of his losses. 
He's never been submitted, and he's only been oh. finished once. Oh, that's so you, need, eight to one. you need more than eight to one, then, if it's yeah. you know, that's especially his whole career. That's why I like this Colby by decision. I just hate that it's minus. I mean, you look at Masvidal's. Besides this knockout loss he just had, right? He lost to Stephen Thompson by decision. He lost to Damian Maya by decision. He lost to Larkin Henderson. I mean, there's so many decision losses. That's just to me the most. That's the most predictable outcome in my view, but I hate that it's minus 115. I agree. I think they do it on purpose, and they 1,000% do it on purpose because they know where our eyes are going to go. I don't hate the look that Gino's throwing at us at a submission because let's think about it. These guys hate each other. You know what I mean? What is Kobe not going to do? Take his neck and be nice to him? He's going to try and you know hurt him. He's going to try and tap him out, and I just don't see a situation where Jorge is leveled up enough on the ground where when this fight does go to the third, fourth, and fifth round on the ground – I think either Kobe might get a, a cheeky stoppage to hurt all those prop betters or even a submission. We'll see, though. And uh, Just jumping back because I want to include Ben from CapWise in here. Now I don't like my bet as much, even though I literally submitted it, so it's already in. He's like, I like Auburn Moneyline better than Mark Arkansas. And actually, it's funny. Auburn Moneyline is the one that I didn't like. It was the, It's the one that I'm purposely avoiding because I just feel like that's, that's how Vegas cashes today. I think Auburn money line and points is going to be in everyone's parlay. So doesn't mean doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean I'm right and Ben's wrong at all. Uh, but th that's where I'm at. And then let's get back real quick. So you see you see Duke potentially breezing over Notre Dame winning it at seven to one because Duke's all eyes on on March Madness. I think I'm looking at that ACC uh, breakdown. I think we got top three was Duke, Notre Dame. And it wasn't Georgia Tech. It was somebody who shouldn't have been up there. And it should have been North Carolina behind them. But either here nor there, I think it's Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame, if they shoot the ball well, like they're definitely capable of, they're going to do yep. everything they need to do, especially in March to win. We look at teams that knock down free throws. We look at teams that defend. We look at teams that shoot the three ball well and also defend the two ball well. Those are like the three or four things. You know, they have that little rule that teams that make it. And they, they, they fall under all those categories. I think Notre Dame's going to start that run early like they did with Jaron Grant and Pat Connaughton. I think they're going to win the ACC tournament this year, plus 700. So hear me out. And I this is no challenge. This is now we're, we're, yeah. we're looking past the ACC for the bracket. So I looked at the AP top 25 and the coaches. Mm -hmm. So right now, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, it would go Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Duke as the 4-1 the four seeds. Yeah, I think you're right. As long as Baylor doesn't does get down change, early in the Big 12. Does Duke not winning the ACC tournament drop them out of the one seed? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I think if it does, it benefits Duke. But I don't know if them – it depends. I, I guess the answer to this question, it depends in what fashion. If they go out in the first weekend and they lose to Pittsburgh, yeah, without a doubt. If that they lose in the semifinals, I think they're definitely probably going to sit at the one just off pure potential and talent. And we all know Coach K gets a little extra few rankings here and there. So, Agreed. Now, let me – Matt, even though you don't love basketball, I want, I want you involved in this one. Give me a sleeper to get a one seed. I'm going to give you the top – I would say we, anyone not in the top 12 is not on the, on the radar. Is that fair? All right. so I'm going to rattle off backward. We got Texas Tech at 12, Nova at 11, Wisco at 10, Providence 9, Purdue 8, UK 7, Kansas 6, Auburn 5. Of all of those, do you think any of them can squeeze out a one seed? And if so, who? I would be purely guessing, bro. I have no clue. I mean, I think if Auburn wins the SEC, they could sneak into a one just off of the AP and all the media attention that they've gotten. Besides Auburn, I think Texas Tech, or I'm sorry, I think you said Kansas. I think the only way that they get that one is if they do take down Baylor and win the Big 12. But I don't think either. Kentucky. I like Kentucky. I like just, Kentucky just because of the athletes. And the reason I my dark horse is Kentucky, probably five weeks ago, I gave out Kentucky to win it all when it was 12 or 13 to 1, and I think it's down to like 6 or 7 to 1. It's probably right before they went into Bill Self's house at Kansas and pissed on them when they were six-point dogs. Exactly. So I, I can see Kentucky playing their hearts out, getting a one seed, and making my future bet look – make me look smarter than I am. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't hate it. I know Coach Cal definitely tunes it up when those March months and the blood starts to get flowing. But uh, he's going to go as far as those recruits get him. And uh, that's a team that – another team in the SEC, I know we're here, uh, the guards that I love, 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 and then I'll leave you guys be, Alabama. I think this Alabama team, A, me and JJ laugh about it on our show. We can never get them right because when we don't take them, they look like a preschool team. And then when we do take them, when we bet against them, they look like the Harlem Globetrotters. So you just can't get, you know, the right <laughs> the right breakdown of that team. But with that being said, I think that Jordan Shackelford, Javon Quinterly, and Keon Ellis are three of the best guards, if not the best guard core in the country. And they're going to have a ton of fun, a ton of fun in March if they shoot the ball the way I think they're capable of. So. Are you dudes ready for madness? Oh, I can't wait. I'm just ready to be. I'm ready to be in Vegas. I'm hype. We're going. Uh, that sounds like a fun time. Was that two weeks from now? Two weeks from today? Yeah. Yep. The yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the 18th or the 19th we start the madness. So about 14, 15 days away, we'll have a bracket in front of us, and we'll be there soon. Nice. I love it, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, always yeah. a pleasure, my dude. You, you spent Thank you guys for having me, bro. I got uh, a I had a blast. Let's go. Let's cash out tonight. Let's cash out this weekend, and let's have a march, boys. Now, two-teamer, Arkansas-Miami. Put my name next to it. Love it. Love it. it. I will on my bet slip. Later, bro. Be good. See ya. Matty, anything else you want to cover? No. Um, only other thing. Let's see. Tell everyone you're giving – so – Follow us on Twitch and you get in our free March Madness bracket. Yeah. So we're doing, so we're going to do it, I believe, through CBS Sports um, March Madness bracket. We're going to be giving away, uh, don't quote me on the exact amounts again. We got to go through that, Gina, but we're going to be giving away some good money on Bet Openly for the top five or 10 people that place in the league. So if you guys are interested, just follow the Twitch and uh, the link will be in Gino and I's uh, Beacon's bio on TikTok. Yep. Um, and, uh, maybe Peter, if you could place that beacons link in the chat yeah, well, for everyone. Yeah, they can also see. Like, if you go on our TikTok profile, you'll see uh, the URL is beacons. So we'll add the CBS Sports app as a, a bit. I made a Bitly last night for it, so because it was too long to post yeah. on comments. But I commented and TikTok. They didn't get mad at me. Sometimes they get mad at me when I post links. They didn't yeah. get mad at me for posting that link. You said it's on your TikTok. Uh, the, the CBS sports link. Yeah. That's what you want me to put in the, uh, the chat. Yeah. If you look, there's a bitly link, uh, right under here. I could, uh, I made the video last night and I put in the comments, the link to sign up for the, the March madness bracket. It's not, it's not currently on beacons, but once we get that link, we can add it to yeah. our, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on it Friday when we have it on there. So, and then Matt, Matt, you're doing a fun one too with, the. Uh, all the sports betting influencers. Yeah, so we're going to be doing. If you have a, if you have a following of 10k or more on TikTok, and you give out sports content or sports betting content, you'll be invited to join our uh, March Madness bracket tournament, and we'll be giving away uh, cash prizes on there as well uh, to bet openly. So if you have a page with that following, definitely join us in that group too. So we have three tournaments total. And that um, one will be fun for another or one one's a small buy-in and the other two are free. The the best part about that one, in my opinion, since it is CBS and everyone can see everyone else's, you're we're gonna you're gonna be able to see how your cappers do. They're gonna have to fill out their bracket prior to the tournament, and you can watch it the whole way through. And we all know how brackets go to shit. So that one's gonna be a blast. Because imagine I set up here and tell you to listen to my picks, and then I just fucking skunk the first weekend. So I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yes, sir. All right. We'll, Later, here. we'll talk on Friday, guys. I just Dude. wanted to plug the next show. We have our first episode of All Day Every Day at uh, 3 o'clock. So, Jeez. I'll uh, be on there. 3 o'clock. So, just wanted to plug that. 3 o'clock Eastern. It's their first show today. All Day Every Day. You've probably seen them uh, on social media. But 3 o'clock today, same place. Just wanted to plug that real quick. Appreciate you, Chef. All right, guys. Later, homies. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. 
He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you out of faces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got no when to hold up, no when to fold up, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.